When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. everybody doing it's Todd and Tay Tay and Todd podcast and we are just going with the flow I know I'm excited a lot going on well not much but we hit that low as I mentioned every entrance before we start the podcast it's going down we are just at the NBA finals we got the NBA draft we got no football but we're approaching Mm-mm. training camp Todd as we approach t- training camp I know you're going a couple days I know I'm going a couple days mm-hmm. I know the group pod is going the group chat is going a couple days Todd how you feeling as we lead into training camp I'm excited and it's it's not football related it's because I'm going on vacation next week um it feels like you've said we've hit this low like 10 times <laughs> you know it feels like we've been here forever but training camp is like three weeks away and that's right. going to fly by because one week of that, I'll be on vacation. Yep. Two weeks. And that's, I mean, I'm telling you, once the 27th, maybe the 28th, whichever one, once that day hits, you're off and running till February. So yep. I'm good, honestly, because it'll get kind of busy when training camp starts. Yeah, for sure. Enjoy this. I'm, man, it's, it's, yeah, I'm excited. I'm super excited to go to training camp because we didn't go last year. And then just being able to meet people and stuff and just, that's going to be so much fun. So that's how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good too, man. I, I was just looking yesterday at my schedule, at the calendar, and obviously the wedding is coming up right. the 25th of September, but also we're going to a game September 16th. And I'm That's just right. like, man, I keep forgetting that, like, you know, yeah. against the Giants, Thursday night football. So I'm getting excited and man, time is flying. So although we've hit that low, time is flying. And like you said, as soon as we get to that end of the end of the month, it's, it's on and going. Right. So then you go from training camp straight to preseason and then, and yep. then you're good. You got enough yep. to hold you over until season For starts. Sure. For sure. Um, I was going to say something. I forgot what I was going to say. So I guess we'll just move on. <laughs> but uh, I guess we can just talk about our sponsors as always check out hot chicken kitchen in Woodbridge, Virginia, best Nashville style hot chicken sandwich you'll have in this area. And you're kind of starting to see these Nashville style chicken sandwiches pop up at other pop places. Up, yeah, yeah. Other places that already had that already existed now have a Nashville sandwich. Hot Chicken Kitchen is just that though. So you know, when you can find a place that specializes in one thing, you kind of expect them to be the best. So try yep. them. And then Dump Pro Financial, they'll fix your credit for you. The links are below. Uh, get your credit right. If your credit's not right, get it right. And if it's below 700, that kind of means it could be better. So let them fix that for you, help you out. I know that personally they will take great care of you. Tay, all right, so we are we are 
we are trying to we're staying on a time limit this episode right we're gonna we're gonna right. we're gonna teach ourselves uh time management okay right. so we're gonna right. we're gonna hit this thing and we're just gonna get on it and just go through it and, and it'll be a great episode but first i have to ask you how your bird situation is we can't take too long because people didn't like that we yeah we spent so much we spent like 10 I, minutes yeah i saw i saw like 10 minutes yeah okay so real quick how's your bird situation <laughs> the bird is gone the bird is gone okay and, all right and, 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 and we're good to go good to go good, good. okay all right, so also I, I think I've settled on one graphical, so one visual layout. So I'm I'm excited about that. So I think that change is is not gonna continue. You're still working different intros. I'm feeling yeah. it. I like it. Um, yeah. All right. So we're gonna hit a few different things today. I guess first, what do you want to talk about? I know you had one. I had two. Uh, let's, contract let's, extensions. Or yeah, let's talk about contract contract extensions first. Okay, so there's a there's really what four is it three or four names? There's real okay three names really. Three. Um, the first one is Jonathan Allen, of course. The second one is going to be Logan Thomas. He's up after this year. Jonathan Allen is on his fifth year option this year, right? Six and seven, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, yep. he's honest. So both of them are up, scheduled to be free agents. The third one is Terry McLaurin going into his third year. Remember, he's not a first round pick. There's no fifth year option. He signed a four year deal. Mm-hmm. So you really probably want to resign him after the season, after this upcoming season. You probably should have resigned him this season because right. his price tag may go up. Let's right. talk Jonathan Allen first. Uh, I, and I guess I don't really want to talk about Brandon Sheriff's contract extension because yeah. I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think he's gonna get extended anyway. No, I don't think so either. So Jonathan Allen, I think, is a priority for them. So let's look at. I think one of the best, uh, most recent contracts to look at is Leonard Williams, right? The contract that he just signed with the Giants that I thought I had up. Let me pull it up here. So he signed a three-year, $63 million deal with $45 million guaranteed. So that's what, $21 million a year, right? Right, right. Now, the thing is, there's kind of some debate. Jonathan Allen is a, is a very good player. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how he's viewed by the team, by the league, and in terms of just his production overall. Uh, I don't know if he's viewed as the same player as Leonard Williams. I don't know that – and so I say that to say I don't know if he necessarily has to exactly match or beat Leonard Williams' contract. You know how you know guys will set the market and then it just yeah. goes up from there? Yeah, yeah. I think that with John Allen you could get away with something similar or slightly less. Uh, he came on to had a really strong second half of the season, and I'm still trying to figure out what level he's at as a pass rusher. But to me, that Leonard Williams contract, it sounds great to me. I would kind of love a deal like that. I'd love a three-year deal for John Allen, because you've got, he's the first one, you got three guys behind him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? Yeah, I would say I'm looking at it around 17, maybe 18 mm, million. 17, 18, okay. Maybe 15, if we can, hopefully 15. he'll be a, oh, man, he's not hopefully, he, hopefully he can be a trooper, you know, if he wants the band to stay together, you know, <gasps> Ooh, man. I mean, he, lo- he loves the area. And hey, hey, you know, you know, Ron Rivera has a way of, of I mean, I, who knows what the market would be, but I just have a feeling that some we may see a couple guys take some price cuts just because they want to play for Ron Rivera and like the yeah. direction that the team is headed. I don't know if John's that guy, but John, he's a leader. And I'm hoping between that 15 to 18 range, he'll he'll settle for that. But like you said, as a pass rusher, I'm not sure, but I do know he's a key cog on that D-line yeah. as far as a leader, as far as, you know, all that stuff and how he fits the culture. So that all plays a factor. 
See, to me, I think he's I think he's in the eighteen to twenty range. To me, eighteen okay. would be would be taking the uh, the team friendly deal. Um, okay. d- that's just I, you know you look at it. Um, last year he had Jonathan Allen. I'm trying to pull up his stats here. Um, he had eight sacks in 2018, six in 2019. Last year he had two. I think last year his presence was felt more in terms of his, his pressure, right. And, and his like QB right. hits he had, cause you look at his sack numbers, right. He had eight, 2018, six, 2019, two last year. But in terms of QB hits, he had 15 in 2018, he had 14 last year. And so the sacks weren't there, but the QB hits were there. The pressures were there. Uh, tackles for loss, which tackles for loss is an underrated stat. Yeah, for, yeah. It, if, yeah. Like it needs to be talked about more because it's, sure. it, 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 is almost like a sack. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is a sack. It really uh, is. For linebackers and for defensive linemen, tackles tackles for loss are huge. TFLs, um, he had 11 in 2018, 7 2019, and then 3 in 2020. And so, you know, last year wasn't – I don't think it was his best year, but it was a solid season for him. Um, now I look at that Leonard Williams contract, and it's really a two-year deal because after the – after not this season, after next season, they could – they could cut him and only have a seven and a half million dollar dead cap hit. So I think that's kind of what I like with John Allen. I think I'd like to have that out after a couple of years. And it's not because of him as a player nearly as much as it's because Deron Payne is behind him. Yeah. And depending on who you talk to, they'd prefer Deron Payne over John Allen long-term if we have to choose right. one. Right. Um, and then you've got Sweat and you've got Young. Um, and to me, Deron Payne, I see as, as more of a run defender, but with may, maybe more upside. Right. Who also, I think another thing you have to consider, the reason John Allen slid is because of his uh, concerns around surrounding his, I think it was his heart, right? No, Long it was his, uh, his, his shoulder, his shoulder, his shoulder. shoulder. It was someone, it was Montez Sweat's heart. It was someone's heart. Yeah, Sweat's heart. <laughs> right? Sweat's, okay. Sweat's so heart, it was his yeah. shoulder. And that was not, the concern wasn't so much about immediate. It was the long term. Right. John Allen, mm-hmm. I believe, is 26 going on to 27. Let me check on that. He is, he has 26. So January next year, he'll play this season at 26 right after the season. He'll be 27. Mm. So I think if you could extend him to the point where you're getting out of that deal right around 30, because that, that shoulder may start to be an issue at some point. Yeah, you don't want to get locked yeah. in. So I think if you could get a three year, maybe four year deal, but either way with an out in the last year um, at somewhere to 18 to 20, I think you're winning at that point. Salary cap's going up for sure. And yeah. it'll, it'll go up and it'll probably make up some for the decrease. So I think it'll jump slightly higher and higher each year in terms of the gap where it was right. like 10 million. I think it may be 12 or, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. And Washington's in a good cap situation because who are they paying right now? Tay? Seriously, who are they paying? I, I, they, who are they paying Collins. long terms? Landon Collins, he'll be off the books after this yep. year, right? Yep. For sure. Yep. Um, I don't think they're going to re-sign Brandon Sheriff. That's the one good thing about not having any really <laughs> good superstar players is you got money, <laughs> right? Um, right? So, Don, yeah, I, but Jonathan Allen, I think more than anything, is for the culture and for the the leadership element that he provides. I think he is key to um to kind of that culture that Rivera and company are establishing. I think he'd be a great leader to have around for these next at least three years. Second yeah. one is uh, Logan Thomas. <clears throat> so Logan Thomas. So one interesting thing about Logan Thomas is that he's not a young guy. Man. You know, he is thirty, I believe. He's 30, yeah. If not 29. So he's 30. His birthday is July 1st. So play this season at 30 um, and be 31 going into next year. You really can't give him much more than two to three years. 
Um, I mean, I look at, and these aren't really fair comparisons, um, like Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. They are the, they're the guys who got these big deals this offseason, the top free agent tight ends. Hunter Henry, three years, 70, uh, three years, 37 million. Uh, Jonu Smith was, I believe, four years, uh, 50 million. Mm. And so you're looking at well, Jonu's about 12 and a half a year. Is my math mm-hmm. right? 12 yep. and a half. Um, Hunter Henry is is closer to 15, right? I mean, I look at Logan Thomas, and I honestly talk about a team-friendly deal. He already signed one. His first yeah. deal was very team-friendly. I don't think he's getting much, Tay. I think I think he's getting five to eight. maybe eight. Yeah. yeah. Like, because he's older, because sure, he had one good year, and then if he has a, if he has a year comparable or better to last year, for sure, you're on the, the higher end of maybe that eight to ten or something. If he has a down year, if he's hurt, I think you're looking at five to eight. I don't think – I don't think this contract is going to be an issue or break the bank at all. And I think it'll be three years max. Cause tight end, I mean, tight end is a position you can play later into your thirties, but you're not really paying a guy a ton of money at that point. No. Right. No. So, uh, yeah, but I think he, I think Logan Thomas is someone you'd want to keep around after this year, assuming he has another solid year. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Logan Thomas is a key pe- I mean, he was very, he was what we needed last year. But like you said, man, the thing is, I don't know about five. I mean, I don't know about that that number of John Swift. Although I think he, I don't know. I don't know. We we didn't get but, to see much because I mean, of the quarterback situation. Right, right. But, and, I, <laughs> and I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know that Logan Thomas is like John Smith has a lot of potential. Yeah, exactly. he has a lot more potential. He's a lot younger. Hunter Henry, same thing. Right. So Logan, you're not paying him off potential. You're just paying really on on just his production. Yeah. Right. Because he's older and then his production is is good, but it's not much. It's one year, right, It'll be right. two years. So right. that that's going to be an easy one, I think. But then the argument is, well, he's only played tight end for one year. Right. And then he could get better. There is potential. Yeah, he for can, sure. You know, I think so. potential in terms of age is the main thing. I think that's the yeah, main thing. Yeah. He'll be 31 around the time you're going to be almost 31 probably when you're resigning him. So, yeah, I, I would say it's kind of a wide range for me. Five to ten is the range. Right. Yeah. Same. And and then you got Bates back there. Right. You know, they developing. want him to be a long term and tight ends. Most positions, it takes a minute to develop. Right. It so it really just takes per- some time. Perfect time. And then you got right. Reyes, hopefully, who knows? And then you got the who other knows? two guys from Kansas City. Right. So I don't know. It's going to be some competition. I don't I hope they extend them maybe for two years, maybe uh, yeah. at, at most. But the last regime would give him like three years for 40 million, you know. So right. I'm, right. <laughs> right. Right. They would have gave him everything. Exactly. Yeah. So. Especially on the, and I also think Rivera is going to be very careful not to extend guys who are getting older because right. he talked about how he didn't, yeah, that was right. a mistake yeah. he made. And he's trying to fix that mistake clearly. You can tell by some yeah. of these decisions he's made. He doesn't want to get too old. So that's why right. you're not, he's not going to see him give a lot of money to these older guys. Right. I can see Logan Thomas, if, if, they, if they can't come to an agreement, okay, yep. hit free agency, see what see your offers too. are. And he's not going to get offered a lot in free agency. Nope. His range nope. is going to be his range. Terry yeah. McLaurin's the big one. He's the big one. And I think he is as big for the culture as Jonathan Allen is, except you don't have Drop Payne and Montez Sweat and, and Chase Young behind Terry McLaurin. Yeah. He's the only one. You, you don't know what Don, Don Brown will be, but you, know, you don't have to worry about him for a number of years. Right, right. Uh, you've got Curtis Samuel, who did not break the bank, his contract. Yeah. I look at, honestly, maybe I'm crazy. I look at Amari Cooper's deal when I think about Ooh. Terry McLaurin. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about he's, unless if, I'm curious to see what he does this year with Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
if he stays healthy, if Ryan Fitzpatrick stays healthy, if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays well enough and starts all season, and we'll get into that conversation next, Terry McLaurin's going to have his best year. And he already has over 2,000 yards, and he had almost a, close to 100 receptions. He's played with seven quarterbacks in two years yeah. with no help. He didn't have people across from him either. And he's, he's, he's uh, produced so much. So I think if they do view him, I think, as a number one. And, I mean, if you view him as a number one, the price for a number one is the price for number one. Let me, let me, let me give you the numbers on that um, Amari Cooper deal. It was five years, $100 million. Um, I, let me get some more in-depth. But, essentially, that's the idea. For, for Terry McLaurin, you'd give him maybe a four-year extension at, at least – 21 a year, I think. So four for 85, something like that. Something like that. I mean, that Amari Cooper deal, another one. They could get out of that Amari Cooper deal after this season. His yeah. cap number is 22 million for this year and three years after that. His dead cap, though, is 28 this year. After that, it's six, four, and two. They front loaded mm. the mess out of that deal. They can get out of it. The Cowboys can't after this upcoming season. Terry McLaurin, I think you give him a good two to three years of that deal front loaded, right? So, yeah, you said what, 90 million, four years, four years, 88 maybe, mm-hmm. something like that. And, and, then, and then maybe after the first couple of years, if you need to get out of it, you can't. To me, I, though, I think, I think you, you plan for a Terry to be around for a while. Yeah. That's how you do his deals for him to be here for yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Or well, Terry McLaurin's on the older side too, actually. But I think he's the type of guy that's like a Santana Moss. They'll be good, well into it. I agree. I do agree with that. Terry McLaurin's twenty five. He's twenty five. He'll he's actually turning twenty six at the start of the season. Oof. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, no. He, he got, when he got you got too many like more. <laughs> no. Uh, so he's turning twenty six. So that means he's turning twenty seven at the start of next season. Uh, um, when his new deal would, I would think, would be starting. I think. You could also maybe play Terry McLaurin out his four years, maybe franchise tag him for the fifth year, and then go from there. Maybe. Because if you play him out, he's going to be 26 this year, and this is his third year. 27 his fourth year. 28 is if you played on a franchise tag. And then maybe you give him a a three-year, a big deal. Three years, 75 million. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Like that. that. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you – if you kind of want to see how the chips fall with your defensive line. Yeah, too. you're right about that. Yeah. Because you, you're probably going to have to – I guarantee you have to use those franchise tag, the franchise tag yeah. in the future on, <laughs> on either Jonathan Allen or Deron Payne or Montez Sweat or Chase yeah. Young or all of them at some point. <laughs> Using the franchise tag on some of them. Um, yeah. I think – I do think for Terry, because Chase was drafted in 2020 and Terry was drafted a year before. Okay. But, but Chase has the fifth-year option. I think I'd try to lock Terry up this year, ideally. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think I'd try to lock him up. I think I'd go four years, and I'd be willing to give him at least twenty million a year. Yeah, I, I agree. Four years, that. eighty million at least. I have no problem with that. No problem with that. He's because he, it's again, he's not just the player that he is in terms of his ability yep. to produce in the field. He's a great locker room guy. He's a great leader. He's a great guy to have with you. Uh, and I just kind of feel like it would be deflating for the team, but really for the fan base if you let Terry McLaurin get away. Because he is the guy, he, him and Chase Young, like Antonio Gibson, those mm-hmm. are the guys right now. Mm-hmm. You let Terry McLaurin, it, to me, it's Terry McLaurin, Chase Young. They're one and yeah. two on this team right now yeah. in terms of fans 
And, um, and I think that's valid. I think it's fair. They are very good players who are great for the culture. So I think all three ultimately get resigned and are here for, for a little while longer. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think uh, Terry, like I said, I think he's going to age really, really well. Just because I think so. of a technician. He, he didn't, is. and he wasn't getting used a lot in college. He wasn't, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't getting crushed in college. Um, yeah. And he has exactly the way he wins is what yep. makes you think because yep. he has the speed, but he, he really does not win with his speed mm. because last year you had quarterback and who can really only throw slant routes. So exactly. <laughs> for a lot of games, I got to stop. Uh, I got to stop shaving for an asking here, but it's kind of tough. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that good on contract talks? Yep. We're I mean, good on contract talks. Those are the top three. I don't think Brand Sheriff is getting resigned. So, uh, you know, good luck. I think they want Flowers or Charles or somebody else or somebody drafted to come up behind him, Keith Ishmael, somebody to come up behind him, take the reins there. Um, okay. So you want to go into the. Maybe we could keep talking about this kind of – we're talking about the team. So we can talk about the team building. The question is, what areas on the team, on the roster, do they really need to improve to become Super Bowl contenders, right? Because there's a difference between being a good team and then being a team that has, you know, groups or, or, or specific starters at specific positions mm-hmm, that kind mm-hmm. of make you Super Bowl team. I think the best mm-hmm. thing to do is to start by looking at last year's Super Bowl team, mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Bucks and maybe the Chiefs some too and go through their mm-hmm. roster. First position that they have is what? Quarterback. Okay, boom. So that's the clear one that Washington needs to upgrade if they want right. to work. Uh, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick right. can maybe get to the playoffs, but if you're talking about being Super Bowl contenders, you got to upgrade at quarterback. Right. At running back, you know, I think, I think, you know, I think you add a third guy. You hope that Jared Patterson is that guy. I think at running back, though, with Antonio Gibson, you've got weapons. You've got Jaden McKissick, who's another mm-hmm. guy I think they should extend. I think yeah. you're good at running back. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver. Again, look at the Buccaneers. Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, uh, who do they have after them? Um, they had a who's, – who's, who's the white guy? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> not Humphreys. He's like Humphreys, but he's not Humphreys. Uh, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller, yes, who's a great yeah. slot receiver. Yes, and then they have yeah. – you got – there's – I can't – I'm sorry. I, there's another guy. There's, there's another guy they have after them. But they've, yeah. they've got a lot of depth, but they've got two dogs at the top, Mike Evans, Chris right. Godwin, right? right? So right now you've got Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. Uh, Curtis Samuel's not like a dog to me. He's a, he's right. a really good piece. I think right. you want you want another dog. To me, Terry McLaurin is, is your dog. Yeah. You want another dog. Maybe that's Dami Brown. Maybe that's someone else that you draft. But I right. think that you need you need one more at wide receiver, whether it is someone you have on the roster stepping up or somebody you bring in. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's I don't think it's a weakness anymore, but you're talking about being a Super Bowl contender and needing weapons. I think you really need those weapons. Tight yeah, end think, for the I think we're missing for receiver. I think we're missing a big body. I'm and my prediction, yes. I think I think Gibbs, I think Gandy Golden is gonna step up this year. And I, he's hope gonna right, take over. I hope you're right. I, th- I really hope you're I th- right. I mean, because it's, it's we need that big body, and, and yeah, it's for him. Do. It's right there. It's right yeah, there for him to take. It is. That's why they took him. You know exactly. And wider, if he was a first round receiver, if Gandy Golden was a first round receiver, I'd say it's over because first round receivers right. who have rookie seasons like him, it's a wrap. I know. Right. I know. We've hit that twenty minutes, haven't we? No, just <laughs> just about yeah, just about. <laughs> it's fine. We won't rush, but we'll 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 be all right. We'll go over by a few minutes. Right. <laughs> um. But he being a fourth round pick, he's allowed time to develop. Gandy Golden, right. you know. Mm-hmm. So now this year, he really does have to show you something. He didn't show you right. anything last year. Uh, but yeah, big body, I think, is what you need to complement Curtis yep. Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and even Damon Brown because he's not a big body. Yep. Um, at tight end, you really just need you need Logan Thomas, and you need more behind him. Buccaneers mm-hmm. had Rob Gronkowski and OJ Howard and Cameron Brait. Howard got hurt. 
no problem. They have and Gronkowski was not the Gronkowski that we know at all, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he's still a, a valuable, you know, still a weapon. And then Cameron Brait is solid. Uh, they're not the Kelseys and and you know the whatever that Goddards and the Kittles of the world, but they're solid. I think you just you either need a really good tight end, a really one of the best, or you need a well-rounded top two. That's what sure. Washington needs. Logan Thomas, you hope that that other piece is John Bates. Offensive line wise, I mean, you know, you got <laughs> You think offensive line is good? No, I their offensive line is good. Their Tampa. offensive line is good. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, and I can't name it all out for you. I just know that it's good. I know they drafted. Is it Wills? They drafted Tristan, Wills. Tristan, Tristan Wirfs. Wirfs. The Browns drafted Wills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tristan Wirfs, who was a really good Booking. young left tackle. Booking. <laughs> he was a rookie. Yes. He was great. Mm-hmm. He was phenomenal. Uh, we shouldn't pretend like Charles Leno is a world beater. <laughs> He's not. He's probably the Morgan Moses version of our left tackle. We yeah. gotta. We need our Trent Williams. We need our Chris Samuels. Um, right. That's what we need at left tackle more than anything. At right tackle, I think you – I mean, maybe that's Sam Cosby. Or maybe Sam Cosby is your right mm-hmm. tackle, and then you just need left tackle. Inside, you know, with Roulier, Roulier, whatever, Roulier, I think – and I don't know how much longer he'll be here. They might want Ismail to step up. And yeah. then, you know, guard. I think the offensive line, really, to be a Super Bowl, offensive line needs some work. Right. No, it does. I think it's a, I think it's a, a, a borderline playoff offensive line. But Super Bowl, I think it starts with left tackle. You need left yeah. tackle. And yeah. I think you need at least one side really strong, starting with your center and then either right guard, right tackle, or left guard, mm-hmm. left tackle. Mm-hmm. And right now, I don't think – right now, that may be the right side with Sheriff and Cosby, yeah. Cosby but right. there's a lot of question marks. Yeah. So yeah. offensive line is not Super Bowl. Nope. Defensive line is Super Bowl. Defensive line is Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Hands <laughs> Super Bowl. Hands From down. the starters to the depth. Yeah, well, hands down. actually, here's what I'll say. They need more edge depth. Or they yeah. need um, yeah. Tony or Bradley King or Smith-Williams to be that. Right. I think that they need at least one of those guys to be that, and then they need a veteran behind Young and, mm-hmm. and Sweat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, ironically, kind of like Ryan Kerrigan. But I think that they're pretty good. I think they're – Linebacker, uh, Pat, what, Pat, uh, is it Patrick White and uh, uh, and Levante David? Uh, the, uh, Devin White. Devin White. Devin, Devin White and Levante David. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. So maybe Jamin Davis is one of those two. Yeah, hopefully so. Um, that's, and, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. But we still uh, – we got – I think we need one more backer. One yeah, more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think maybe you've got depth. Maybe you've got Cole Holcomb, Cleet yeah. Hudson. Uh, maybe some of those guys is depth. But I think you need a good stud. And then in the secondary, I think that William Jackson and Kendall Fuller could potentially be, especially if, if, if Fuller can be a nickel and St. Juice can be your outside, then I think you really should be good. I think if Cameron Curl continues upward, I think he's your safety back there. Um, at least you're strong, who can play some free, uh, who can really kind of just do it all. I think if, if that all comes together right with Curl continuing to go upward and with St. Juice really developing, I think then maybe you've got your your back end with maybe just solid free safety play. Obviously, so you, if you get a really good free safety, that's great. So do you think the defense is Super Bowl caliber? Mm, mm, I think they are. I think they are with more help from the offense. Yeah. Right? I think if they had, like you said, another linebacker and and if the secondary really just came together great or they had a really good free safety, then yes. Mm-hmm. Right now, I I definitely think they're they are playoff caliber uh, oh, caliber yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. Um, Super Bowl, 
I don't know. Am I being too too tough on them? I don't know. I, no. I look at I look at the Bucks, and I mean, I look at their defensive line, but then I look at the linebackers that they had. Their secondary. I think they are. Game. I think they're borderline Super Bowl. I think yeah. borderline. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not willing to give that to them. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't think they're there yet. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I got to see them do what they did last year against Again. this year's opponents. Yeah. Okay. I, I, that's fair. That's Which fair. is fair, right? Okay. That's what do fair. you think? Do you think they're Super Bowl? I, I do think so. I do think so. Uh, and that's only, I would feel a little bit more confident if one of these guys like a colleague Hudson can step in and take over that linebacker role. One of those linebacker roles. If, if so, I mean, I think the secondary is very, very good. I think the D line obviously is, is wonderful. And I think, I think we just missing one linebacker and like yeah. some key, some key backup depth on that uh, defensive end spot. But I think, I think they very, I mean, I would say our defense, I think the linebackers made a difference from from Bucks defense from our defense. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think the linebackers, sure. the speed and just yes, that the was the difference. Able to cover, they could cover. They play. It's tough to run on them. Like yep. they're just yep. so good, man. Yep. So I agree. Uh, I think you've got a. I'm not joking. I think you've got a Super Bowl punter. I don't think you have a Super Bowl kicker. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. based on last year, you don't. You need to. You need to upgrade a kicker because yeah. <laughs> that could seriously that can be huge to winning a Super Bowl. No, and yeah, and I sure. just I'm not sure if that if Dustin Hopkins is it. Uh, also, special teams. You don't have Super Bowl special teams. You mm-hmm. need you need a kick returner and a punt returner. Mm-hmm. You can do something. And it's really mm-hmm. not about getting touchdowns all the time. It's about getting just good field position. Yeah. Also, it's actually about just fielding the punt. I forgot how many muff punts. Against the Panthers, you had one that led to a touchdown. Against the Giants, you had one. They got a touchdown off of it. Against the Cardinals, you had a fumbled on a punt. Like, it was such an issue. You need someone Cleveland, to get... Right? Yeah, it, I think Cleveland... I, it was so, so. There were so many. Yeah, there were so, so many. <laughs> you need someone who can field it, who can make the right decisions about when to let it All bounce, right. and then someone who can get you some yards and get you some field position. Yeah. They got to upgrade on the on on punt returner more than kick returner. Punt returner, yeah. they really need to upgrade. Yeah. But I feel like again, we're talking Super Bowl team, and I think maybe if in some of these areas you really upgrade, it'll offset and balance out. But mm-hmm. I think it kind of shows you that. That's where that next offseason comes into play. If you have a good offseason with the draft and with fridge next year, you can, you can, we just named a, a lot of things, but you can cover a lot of those in one offseason because yeah. they yeah. did that this past offseason. Yeah, they covered and a lot. They did. And, and also, some of it is counting on or hoping for guys that are on the roster to become that. Develop. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was good. I like that. Um, anything else on that? Nope. All right. Last one that we're going to hit on is Ryan Fitzpatrick and how long his leash should be this season in terms of getting yanked, like literally just getting benched. And for me, the question is, too, it's statistically in terms of his own stats and the offense overall, but really his, and then what their record is. Um, so I, you want to start? You want to go ahead? I mean. Yeah, I think I think you give him at least 10 games. Um, okay, well, what, like, give, what if they're, what if they're three and seven? It depends on how they lose those games. If the defense, say if the defense takes a hit, and mm-hmm. um, I think I think the leash ultimately comes down to, I think my biggest thing with Fitz this year and what will stand out more, and I don't know how how well he is with with the offense. I think that he'll struggle with the offense for some reason. I think he'll make, I think he'll be able to make every pass that we need, but I think he'll struggle with the offense, and that's where I think Heineke comes in, but. I don't know. I, I just. I mean, to your point, 
this system, he said he he hasn't really played in a system like this since early in his career. Mm. Now, I I, mean, I don't know, but I mean, maybe you could be right. Yeah. You never know. He may, yeah, I, he I, I just have a weird up. feeling. I have a weird feeling that he's going to struggle with that a little bit. But I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, he's a veteran. And I yeah. think if that's the case, I think we'll see Heineke in sooner than later. Um, so, so like, all right, let me let me well, let me look at something real quick and then let me paint some scenarios for you and get your thoughts on them. Um, so what if they are two and four after the first mm-hmm. six games? And what if his stat line after six games is something like 10 touchdowns, eight interceptions and the offense is is like, OK, but it's it's really not help. It's not winning games for you. And the defense is also kind of just OK. But Fitzpatrick is really not. He's not really helping you or like he's not obviously hurting, but he's also not obviously helping 10 touchdowns, eight interceptions. You're two and four after six games. What are you thinking there at that point? Are you saying, all right, well, if they get to three and four, are you giving him another game at that point? I'm giving him one more. Or are you going like game by game at that point? Kind of. Yeah. I think you have to like, okay. So then I, I don't know. No, I'm going to say I'll give him two more games. Okay. Ah, man. I, yeah, I give him two more games. I think if they're two and four at that point, he's at ten. To, first of all, he's, if he's thrown eight interceptions in six games, that's that's that is alarming. <laughs> but um, I think I would give him. I think I would I would give him another game because three and four suddenly sounds better, and then maybe you win, and then suddenly you're four and four. Right. But then if you get to two and five, then I'm saying okay. I think I think like kind of like you said, I'm giving him two more. If you get to two and five. Also, if you get to two and five and he's just terrible, then I may just bench him at that point. Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, let's see one more. And if you get to two and six, then I'm pulling it. Right. Oh, yeah. He's, he's right not halfway. Him. I think, I feel like, I feel like that's kind of two and four. Like if you're, let's say you go one and oh, one and one, one and two, two and two, two and three, two and four, then that's where the questions start to begin, especially if he's thrown 13, let's see what, six games, six games. If he's thrown nine touchdowns and two interceptions in your two and four, it kind of changes things. Like his stats do matter. And the way he's playing doesn't matter because it's not all on him. Uh, But if there's like a problem with turnovers Mm -hmm. and they're losing games, then that's where I'm starting to to do something or or starting to consider something. Yeah. Uh, But, and then like, I mean, it's also like if they're, if they go two and oh and they lose three straight, the questions yeah, kind of start faster than if you go back and forth, back and forth, exactly, right? Exactly. You go two and oh, and then you lose four straight. And then those four losses, he's thrown seven interceptions and, and five touchdowns. That's yeah. different. It really yeah. depends on how you get there. Right. Right. But overall, if you're two and four, the, uh, there's a decent chance that he's not playing great, but I am definitely giving him probably one more to try to get to that three and four and then hopefully four and four. Um, what about if you're like one and four? Well, uh, <laughs> say if they won the first game and then yeah. lose four, four in yeah. a row. Yeah, I think you. Uh, and he's like, after five games, he's like seven touchdowns, five interceptions. I think you move. I think you got to move to Heineke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. Man, it's, kind of salvage the season, salvage the season. Yeah, because I mean, that's what we say: one and four, or one and five. Right. One, one and four. Mm-hmm. One and four teams like don't make the playoffs, and I know Washington again, was an anomaly last year. They weren't right. an anomaly last year; they were one and five. Right. 
but it can't happen every year. <laughs> but then again, it, it depends on the division because if the division is like like it was last year, you know that's why they stuck with with Haskins so long because it they is. could. But uh, I mean, the thing is, you really don't know what if you don't know that you're taking a step back without a key. Exactly. Right? You know what I'm exactly. You know, so. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you really don't know. Mm-hmm. You might be taking a, a major step forward. You think you're probably you're probably at worst staying the same. Yeah. You're probably not taking a significant step back. Mm-hmm. And and if we're being honest, and I hope I'm wrong, but Heineke probably there's a decent chance he gets hurt before you yeah. even find out. Yeah. Hopefully not. But I just so how long should his leash be though? Like how much leeway should he have in your mind? Like should he but, should he be given the benefit of the doubt a lot or yeah, just because he, just because he spits, you know, you just never know what you're gonna get. Like he could stink it up like really, really bad one game. But one thing I noticed about Pitts is he's always in every game. Like mm. no matter what, he's gonna, you know, you always have a mm-hmm. chance with him. You know, he got yeah. that gunslinger mentality. So I think I think the max, I think you gotta at least give him eight, eight, eight. and ten games. So okay, so you think you kind of just go into a plan to just at least give him eight games and right. If things obviously just go south early on, then right. you kind of make a judgment call. Because then you got to see what Heineke has. You have to see what Heineke has. Yeah. You, don't wanna, you, you have to. Like, you have to see what You Heineke. do. You definitely do have to. If they're struggling, if Fitzpatrick's struggling, you definitely have to see. Yeah. Um, if they get to two and six, yeah, that's definitely tough. Um, man, hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, hopefully not. But I think for me with Fitzpatrick, I kind of, I kind of feel the same way in terms of, um, you know, having something of a long leash but i i think it's kind of just more eye test it's it's kind of tough to say based on the record um somewhat obviously because it's obviously all hypothetical and and there's so Mm -hmm. many variables but i definitely think that if you get to two and four and he's not looking great Mm -hmm. and he then there's a problem with turnovers that's when you really that's when you start to think about it as a coaching staff I think that's when you start to think about it. And then if you get to two and five, that's when you stop thinking about it and you're, you either do it or, or you, you, you really just wait one more game. Cause if yeah. you get to two and six, that's really tough. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be hard to come back from. Yeah. So I think in my mind, I honestly with Fitzpatrick, I think I'm looking more at six games. Yeah. I'm really, and maybe if you're three and three or four and two, there's really no questions. And then by, by nine games, if you're, four and five, boom. If you're at least within a game, uh, you know, positive or negative, I think you're good. The, mom- the moment you start to get three, four games down on wins versus losses, that's when I start to consider yanking so what if it. So what if it's a Dolphins situation where they were five and two, I don't know what their record is, but say you're six and three or five and two, and he's playing terrible. I mean, the defense is winning the game. He's carrying the games. Uh, that's, that's so tricky because, you know, it's like, even if he's playing terrible, maybe he's contributing to them winning, you know, like, I think, I think you don't say the same thing about Alex though. I mean, you can, I think (laughs) the reason why I'm not making a switch at that point is because though he's whatever, whatever he's playing terribly, (laughs) however he's playing, if you pull him out and you start losing, that's the first thing people are going to point to. Should have kept him in there. So I think at that point I leave them in there until they start losing games. I think for me it's all about it's not that the wins and losses are on the QB, but I think when it comes to pulling a quarter benching a quarterback, you've got to have the losses. Because if you've got wins and you bench a quarterback, I mean it's almost what the Dolphins did last year. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
So I think I wouldn't do that. I would yeah. I would keep rolling until the the losses start uh start to show up. Yeah. 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 That's, I, I agree. And I do anticipate him starting all 16 games. 17. Um 17, yeah. 17 games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. Well, 16, right? No, it's week it's 18 weeks or 17 weeks? It's 18 weeks. 18, 18 weeks, so 17, 17 games. Yeah. I I um I'm at about 65 percent that he'll start mm-hmm. all season. Mm-hmm. About 65. I don't know. He just has, you know, just hasn't done it much. So that's kind of right. what I'm going off of. But it'd be great if he did. Because if he starts all season, that means he's playing well enough to start all season. And it means that they're probably winning some games, yeah. at least yeah. in it down to the wire. So that's the ideal scenario. The second ideal scenario would be for him to just really struggle early. And then Heineke can come in. And then for Heineke to to just play well and stay healthy. Right. Those are the, those are, that's plan A and then plan B, uh, ideal scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, anything else you got? That's it. We failed miserably we at failed. Uh, staying within our time constraint, <laughs> but I think we had some good conversations. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It's probably our fault. We probably put too much into one thing and tried to yeah. probably yeah. should have just talked about contracts one episode. Contract, I think the contract. Was, yeah. We'll learn. We'll learn. We'll learn. <laughs> we can try that. We can try that next time. Okay, we'll we'll right. just have one quick thing or or two quick things, but not three. Um, all, right. all right. As always, check out our sponsors, Dump Pro Financial. Get your credit, hot chicken kitchen, get some food, and um, hopefully have some more in the future to help. Uh, anything else you got? I, I'm all no. good. I'm all good. Okay. Let's keep trucking, and, and, and we're almost there. We're almost there. So Almost there. Almost there. Yes. All right. We'll hopefully meet a number of people at training camp. We'll be there for at least two or three of the days. Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. So at least two or three of the four days that we can be there, we'll be there. So look forward to meeting people. Uh, as always, this is Todd. This is Tay. Thank you for watching or listening. Appreciate your support. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.